you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL Podcast contractually obligated to be nice to the Raiders three times a week. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Lindsey Rhodes, Woo-hoo! and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and woman? And there you go. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that. I feel a little responsible for the intro part about the Raiders. A little. A little. I just, you know... I haven't been on the show since yeah. you guys worked things out with Derek Carr and And let's right off really the top happy that you did. We owe you a debt uh, <laughs> of, of gratitude. I mean, listen, that would have never happened. Derek Carr, who had blocked Greg and I for unknown reasons, uh, Lindsay pulling the strings with David, her colleague over at NFL's uh, total access, uh, and now it all came around. Derek David on the show, worked out a piece, Greg and I unblocked. And yeah, now you tweet at each other regularly, I'm sure. Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I think I'm laying low, <laughs> but there was the agreement. And I don't know if you're aware of this, Lindsay. Uh, Derek stipulated directly. Yeah. yeah, I listened to the show. Really? I'm aware. Thank you. By the way, we've already <laughs> watched that agreement. We, we it was pointed out correctly by multiple listeners that on our last really? episode that we didn't mention the Raiders. Well, even once uh-oh. snitches get stitches. Everybody pipe down. We love the Raiders and they are excellent. Right. And if we missed one, I mean, I will say, I <laughs> does it, that count? It had been so long since I had seen Derek Carr's Twitter account since I was blocked. It has really been a delight being back on board and enjoying all the great analysis he has. And also, oh my, I actually revisited some game tape before his unfortunate injury, and my goodness, what a player! So that covers anything that we've missed. I think I don't know that any of those count. They were so cheesy. <laughs> That it felt we'll a little. I, I, let's try. Let's try for you know more organic scenarios. All right, but he didn't stipulate that. Mm. That's, Derek, true. that's true. That's true. He Within just said contract. something nice. 
We did. For the sake of the listener, if nothing else. This is the <laughs> Wednesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast, and uh, Lindsay's sitting in for the great Chris Wessling, who we hope to have back tomorrow. And this is a special, special show with Lindsay here because Linz, Linz is getting ready to pop. That's, that's terminology. That's medical terminology. That's one way to put it. Yeah, Lindsay is uh, very deeply pregnant to the point where this is your deeply. second to last day here before you it go is. on maternity leave. Yep, tomorrow's my last day. And Peace out, suckas. I, I, I mean, you know you're you know you're big time. Um, not to make this all about us, but that it, you know that we're getting big time. That Lin, Lindsay was thinking, what do I need to do before I <laughs> check the you box? Know, this is have, part of my nesting process. Right, have this <laughs> baby. The, just about the last thing I need to do, come on my favorite podcast because I'm going to miss it so much. <sighs> that all checks. Gonna have out. to call in or something. <laughs> we would love to have you on the phone, but for now, this is the Lindsay Rhodes baby shower spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. that's annoying. That is a hideous sound drop. Sessler, are you going to do that the whole show? <laughs> I might have to. I feel very <laughs> like celebratory the la- about the last this. three people she would invite to. And any sort <laughs> <of baby laughs> yeah, we are not on the list of, you know, of that type of event. And a little bit of breaking news before we get into the real news. Uh, I do have breaking news. Uh, prior to the show, Lindsay agreed uh, that the Around the NFL podcast will be live in the delivery room uh, <laughs> whenever it does go down. So that will be podcast history. Thank, thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be on lots of drugs. So whatever. <laughs> uh, today's show. Nice show. I'm into today's show. What will the NFL look like after Lindsay's maternity leave? That's what we're going to talk about. So now we're making segments around. Yeah. Is that weird? Well, it is my shower. Yeah, this is right? your party. Yeah. I don't know how many of these you've been to, but they do <laughs> tend to revolve around the person yeah. who is giving birth. And only now am I realizing we don't have any gifts, but maybe the gift is a, an entire segment devoted to it's what's going on in your life. It's just the knowledge. The gift is us. <laughs> it's the interesting thoughts that you're about to utter. Mm. So, so, the, so the NFL is going to look different. So Lindsay's last day is May 11th, and she'll be back. I don't know, like August or something. Yeah, I mean, I would assume for training camp. But for the purposes of this exercise, I don't want to put that on the record. But yeah, we're we're going to we're going to look ahead to the first day of okay. September, and when uh, I'm like mentally back, mentally you'll be checked okay. out for yeah. a, about a month or so. Probably. I mean, I will phone it in for at least a month. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, nobody could say anything. It's like <laughs> Lindsay's not quite herself right now. Hey, it's like back off. Not allowed to say a word about that. <laughs> yeah. She's the queen bee of the, our flagship show. Don't say a word to her. You don't know what could happen. Uh, but by September 1st, Lindsay's all the way back in. Yeah. Mm. So we'll I will t- stop sucking by then. <laughs> we'll predict. We're going to make some predictions how the NFL will look different between tomorrow and September 1st uh, when Lindsay is mentally back with us. Uh, and also we're going to do a little news. And to do that, we'll go behind the glass uh, with another one of my favorite women in the office. She is the first lady of the Around the NFL podcast. She is Sydney Carlson. Hey, guys. What's up, new money? Not childbearing. No, Whoa. definitely not. <laughs> Just confirming <laughs> that. Thank slight, you. Thank you. A for slightly not like awkward that start to the show gets even more well, awkward. You should go around <laughs> the office and ask every woman if they're childbearing or not. I can tell typically, <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah, you confirm. You could con- try to confirm. Hey, wait a minute. What? You could tell? I mean, in later stages, you could. What, what do you? What? If someone's what pregnant, you I don't think you know so what childbearing means. If you, well, all right, I, not in the process of burying a child, I should say. That's a better way to put it. 
But yeah, wait. Why, why would I part. not know what if I'm if I okay. work coworkers with someone for months and months, and suddenly they're in the late stages of a pregnancy? I I can typically uh, decipher that as could most. I think. <laughs> nice would audible. You, would you bring it up? Regular. Uh, no, I would How not. How far bring along it up. would no? It need if it to was be brought there. up in a group conversation, I'd be like the third or fourth. Oh, congratulations! But I would know in my mind. Regular Sherlock Holmes like. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some news. There's a cliche about assuming. It can make patriots out of you and me. <laughs> Tomlin. Oh, Mikey Tomlin. Speaking at uh, Robert Mitchum. Morris. Morris University. Robert Mitchum. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Robert Mitchum like a mystery writer or something? Uh, he's somebody. I... He's somebody. I got, I got Very famous guy. Anyway, he spoke. <laughs> Google. There you go. He... Uh, Robert Mitchum, one of the it's great an actor. actors, yeah. and I thought it was an entire school devoted to his uh, oh, craft. Uh, but he uh, took a little dig at the Patriots. He seems to embrace that. Maybe now that Rex Ryan's out of the picture, uh, Tomlin sees his window mm. to be the guy that tweaks Belichick now and then. But anyway. The guy that loses to Belichick. Right. How about – It's got to be a new guy that yeah, loses Yeah, how about to take Belichick. a dig out of them in the, when it actually matters on the field? All right. That's fair. That's fair. Let's start, though, uh, with Rex Ryan's old team because the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday announced that Brandon Bean – Hey, Bino has been hired to replace Doug Welly, who, uh, who was fired along with his scouts after the draft. Uh, a close associate of new Bills coach Sean McDermott. Bean got a five-year deal. Same amount of years uh, that the head coach has. Uh, this is all according to Rap Sheet. Uh, Bean gets control of the 53-man roster. Uh, and here is a quote from Terry Pagula in a, uh, released by the team. During our search for a new general manager, Brandon stood out to Kim and I as... He embodies the type of leader and type of person we want in our organization. 19 years, Mark, uh, with the Panthers, now with the Bills. I mean, that's code for this is the guy Sean McDermott wanted. They've known each other for a really long time. Bean watched McDermott grow up as a coach and become a hot name in, the, you know, in, the, in these searches. And I, I think it's good for the Bills because a lot of people say, oh, you get the GM first or the, or the coach first. But if these two guys can work together, that would be a nice change for the GM and coach relationship in Buffalo. It's not been that way in a really long time. And it's time for the owners to now that you've made your nice little announcement to step back and let them work together and stop rocking the boat. This has been a situation that's been mismanaged really since the Pagulas arrived. We've criticized them a lot. I think the end result right now is, is a good one, as you said. So yep. it it's – They got there. It's been clumsy. And even interviewing – how many general managers did they interview? Five or six They people they brought in. And yet before this started, everyone said, it's going to be Brandon Bean. It's Sean McDermott. So why go through all that dog and pony show? But it doesn't matter. These two guys – they can. They know what each other wants, and people get worked up about who has the final say. I think finally, for the first time in the Pagula run, which is now since I think 2000, what 13, 14, yeah, uh, they they have a GM and a coach that get along. Yeah, I think there's nothing, uh, nothing bad about that. Having a coach and a GM that speak the same language, that can get in a room, and that they know that they're going to want the same types of things, that they're on the same page. They, they have a, like an important thing. <laughs> right. It's I mean, a, by the way, and it's a simple thing, but it's something, for instance, my Jets never get right. Even now that the GM and the coach are answering to the owner um, and neither have to answer to each other. I mean, half the league does not get it right at the, any given right. time, it feels like. like the bit, I'm doing this series uh, on projecting 
starting lineups for week one. This is definitely a May, a May type of exercise. Uh, NFL.com slash projected starters. How about that? What is it? The I don't know. Get, squeeze I, that in there if you can. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, I noticed that their defensive linemen, there's four starting defensive linemen, were drafted for four different Bills coaches under three or four different general managers. And none of those coaches, by the way, are Sean McDermott. They're all previous coaches. So that's what happens in bad organizations. You have all these guys drafted for different schemes, different coaches, and, like, there's no way to have any sort of cohesive vision. That's why looking at their roster, there's a lot of talented players, but I don't know. They could be a total disaster because I don't know if all these players who have some talent are really going to be what what Brandon Bean's looking for. The pieces don't all fit together. Yeah, it's basically a jigsaw puzzle, and maybe they'll connect or maybe it'll be a giant disaster that just sits on your table in the study. (laughs) And literally the language that you use to discuss them in the player evaluation process. I've been in my pregnancy insomnia state reading (laughs) War Room by Michael Holliday. Good one. So – uh, with all of the stuff about Belichick and Pioli and how they kind of crafted like their whole language and their evaluation system and stuff like that. And it seems like that was so important in terms of establishing what the Patriots were going to be. And you see that around the league when people are on the same page. Yeah. And they graded well that- too, but you're right. They're in year 17, 18 of that in new England and the results are obvious. And um, one more note on this Mark, just cause I know this type of thing that gets on your radar and mine a little bit as well. The bills, Twitter, made the decision to get involved with this tweeting this. out yesterday afternoon. Hey, at Panthers, comma, sorry we keep stealing your staff. Just know it's out of respect. And then the fist of solidarity? Yeah, well, look. Hey, I is mean, this necessary? What are we it doing It is here? completely like well, fist bump. Is it? But if I it's mean, up, maybe. see, it's up. It's this. It makes it's me up. think. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, and we're in that we're in that time where that 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 symbol is prevalent. Is there but a fist bump that's not like that? We'll have to look at. Well, the, that's more going this way. This is like this. Well, yeah, this fist is going up in the sky. Like we are somehow the like Bills Howard? and the Panthers are linked Howard together us? now. Like the Please. only thing more annoying than that is all of the reaction when these things happen. Just been like these guys, these teams get it. You know, it's like I saw like <laughs> the Jazz got swept and the the Trailblazers sent you know, a tweet to them after the Jazz got swept because they had been swept too. It's like, we feel your pain, guys. And it's like, everyone's just like, oh, those crazy Blazers. Yeah, it's <laughs> they, how, they really get it. Social yeah. media. This is how sports media works in 2017. Now yeah. let's go to happy hour. It's like 32 highly ponderous team Twitter accounts, you know, interacting at the, to the value of no one. And in this case, you think Sean McDermott wants to hear that? You think he wants to go see that tweet? Oh, uh, no. He I probably, mean, it's just unbelievable. How about got throw it up him. the ladder? Well, it's, it's going to get back to him. Right. Someone you guys sitting, are someone angry sitting about like, this tweet. You're getting like, riled up. Listen, I, I because like, this, this is not the first time to... this has happened. This is like the 880th clunky social media experiment by these team Twitter accounts. When your job is to you be You hate on... millennials. No, I love millennials. That's what I just took away from this. Mm. Love millennials. Job, I, d- I don't know who's putting these tweets. I don't know how old they are, but millennials. When your job's well, to be on Twitter all there's day no long, way there's over a lot the of things of you find annoying. Yeah, I started to turn Twitter off for five or six hours in a row, and it is just peaceful. It is beautiful. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Good for you! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Michael Floyd has a new job. Uh, the former first-round pick is signing with the Minnesota Vikings uh, after what's been a pretty quiet free agency period for him. Rapsheet had this on Wednesday. Floyd's 27 years old, most recently with the New England Patriots. He got cut by the Cardinals in mid-December, two days after a, a pretty hardcore uh, DUI incident in Scottsdale. 
this is a heavily incenti- incentivized deal, as you may uh, suspect, worth a million and a half dollars. Could get up to six. Um, and uh, Lindsey Floyd, when he was had his head on right and was in that Cardinals offense that was humming, was a big, uh, big piece of that offense. Do you think he is an addition to the Vikings? Well, it feels, it feels like a low-risk move for the Vikings, I suppose, especially now that that compensatory pick period has passed, that deadline right. yesterday. So uh, it feels like, you know, especially since it's an uh, incentive-based contract, that it feels like a good move for the Vikings. But I'm curious to see how he fits in there because they have a lot of they got a lot of receiving they got, weapons. Yeah, they got so other help. What does this mean for, like, a Laquan Treadwell and – Quan's got to do something this out? year. He'll be all right this year. Quan's got to get to work. I mean, he's feeling <laughs> – he's not loving this signing. They didn't get anything out of him last year. They need to get something out of him, but this is kind of a backup plan if they don't because they're kind of – they're similar players. I'm, I'm surprised. Wes and I do our top free agents list. He was the highest guy left on that list. He was in our top 40 overall. Maybe we overrated Michael Floyd, but any – I know he's had off-the-field issues, but any guy that's shown he can produce at a very high level as a vertical receiver and age-wise, 27 is right in the middle of his prime, I would have thought there would have been more. I don't think you overrated his ability, you guys, but maybe you underrated the toxicity of his situation, the fact that he had the DUI at Notre Dame. He got the second one, and maybe there's talk in league circles about what kind of issues he might have. That could have... Yeah, those guys talk, and then... Uh, if he if he had a very clunky camp, he's easily cutting room floor material. I yeah. mean, I think they keep him, but don't forget about Mo Beringer still in that organization. Oh. <laughs> How could we forget? Right. Hey, listen, is he still he's, there? Yeah, he's still around. Think I well. mean. They're, they're they're like slow cooking him, and he's going to be <laughs> how devastating. Many, when how he many hours did you spend on total access that in the, like the week after the draft? <laughs> Oranger, or maybe bu- building up to it. Too. Such a great draft story. <laughs> Aren't you so excited to be going there. away now? That's a good and a to totally organic one. <laughs> Lindsay won't say it because she can't because she's a professional. But this is the perfect time to go yeah. on maternity leave. You don't have to do seven thousand updates on Mo Boringer. And the like. Bowringer. And when, Bo-ringer. When, Lin- when Lindsay gets back in the mix, which is technically August 1st, but in reality, September 1st, she gets to get dive right into real football again. You got the whole thing figured you out. D- this was very well timed by you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Michael, good at this. Michael Floyd was not active for Super Bowl 51. But Playboy got a ring for that. And I just want to tell you something. We live in a world. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now that I am not on board with. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. Uh, but the fact that Michael Floyd gets an extreme DUI and gets a ring a, like a month and a half later, and Larry Fitz is in Arizona. No ring. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here, society? I think it's amazing. I, I love the fact that it's called an extreme DUI. Yeah. It is. is that I, only in Arizona? That, I don't know, but Ian mentioned that on the air yesterday, and I thought, Wow. What an adventure. I don't even know if by the legal – the legal. Well, that's, not the, that's not the right word, but, I mean, it's like what a way to tag that. I don't know legally if they did that, but they have, like, TMZ footage of it. And I'm just calling it an extreme DUI. That's no, they, no, I've seen it in quotes. Yeah, that's, that's how they, they think. So it was. That's, that's, that's an official. It. It's that's why named. people it's need, not to, a good calm, thing. It's not need a good to calm thing. down on the rings, especially in the NFL, but really in any, in any sport. Says the Patriots I mean, fan. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> Rings aren't a big deal. We all get them. I'm just saying it doesn't. Things are so cool for me. You just pointed it out. Michael Floyd <laughs> just got one for them. I mean, he helped out in week 17 against the Dolphins. My point is not that that ring means a lot to Michael Floyd. It's that a ring would mean so much to a classy professional like a Larry Fitz. And that (laughs) window's closing on the guy. If he goes broke at some point, it will mean quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. That's usually how you hear about these rings a second time. Moving on. Shows up at Eddie Lacy's garage sale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alberto Riveron was named the senior vice president of officiating. The league announced Wednesday morning. Uh, filling the role vacated by former official head uh, of officiating, Dean Blundell. And let me tell you something. I can confirm. I don't need rap sheet for this. I can confirm that this happened Wednesday morning because they done did it to me again. Daddy's sleeping. Daddy's in bed. Daddy's struggling right now at home, okay? You're daddy, and I'm I, assuming. I'm the father in this scenario. and Dan, Dan likes to go third person. And oh. daddy's phone goes off at like 6.30 in the morning to tell me that some dude – just got promoted in my at my company. Just like a couple weeks ago, I got the I got another uh, breaking news text alert that some guy just handed in his two week notice. I don't care that much. Wait, why oh. does Daddy have the have volume the on his phone going? Why why I silence everything and, and, and yeah. sleep through the night sometimes? Because well, what if somebody needs to reach you? That might what? have to do with the fact that he is a daddy. Y- you have to be reachable. I mean, but your you chi- your child your phone, is not calling you in the middle story. of the night. No, no, my children, <laughs> my two and a half year old and six month old are not using phones at this point. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't turn my phone off. Is well, but that you what can, I have to do here? No, I, uh-uh, no, but that, you can put it on vibrate. This is You're a total sidebar. You cannot turn up. your phone off, Sess. What do you mean? What I don't turn it off. But I have a family member in the middle of the I'm night, and about. they call and they say, "Hey, so and so had a heart attack. You have uh, an hour for them to live. Come to the hospital, but your phone was off. That's irresponsible." Well, I could Enjoy not. A, I could not achieve that with any of my family feeling. members who are all on the East Coast. But I will say this: like that feels like you're living, right. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like exactly. I, I also wake up about every hour in the night you know, for some reason. So. I think they survived, or may, maybe not. In for the other thousands of years of recorded human history, that you didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> no, next the phone to you while you're the phone rang. Well, the, yeah. But you have a home phone back That's, in the Dizzy. Haven't you ever seen any movies where it's like the phone rang in the middle of the night? I suppose the issue here is well, but here, do you get email alerts that make noises? Wait, here's the, the thing. That's you a bad call. It's your fault that it's not just vibrating. You can just make it vibrate. That's not going to wake you up. Like you vibrate. Are we a little off topic? Yeah. Were we supposed to be talking about Riveron? <laughs> and in Riveron, he's, he's, he's got the Dino job. And I guess the point is, is that it's so important that they need to break it. Uh, and uh, River, uh, Roger Goodell released a statement where he called Alberto Al four times. That's notable to me. And um, my, my question is, can Al give ultra serious rule explanations live on NFL Network, sometimes to Lindsey Rhodes, right. while holding an Xbox controller like an 11-year-old? Greg, your thoughts. I mean, that that was an like, art that was an art form that Dino pulled off. I feel like that was a question for Lindsay. She's the one that spent so much airtime. Dino, I was, you trying, Dino I was trying to help well? Lindsay, but yeah. What? Well, I, I've never uh, spoken with Al Riveron, so I wouldn't know. But I look forward to working with him. If these are very this is very nice answering uh, for official for review on NFL Total. Access you know what I noticed though in this in this announcement is that. Before, Blandino was doing everything, and Alberto Riveron is not the Dean Blandino who's just the final say when they go to New York. They hired some other guy for that. Yeah. So so I've asked several follow-up questions know, about this because I've, I've found this to be incredibly confusing. So they 
essentially my understanding is that they took Dean Blandino's job and then they split it into three jobs. Like he was doing so much that now three people will be doing his job. So Al will kind of be the voice and the person who's at the top of the pyramid mm. of the officiating world pyramid. in NFL. But there is somebody who's in charge of uh, directing the replay room on Sundays. Russell Yerk. Guy. Yes. But so uh, I have also been told as it pertains to the 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 new replay rules and how everything comes out of New York, that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's either going to be Al or what's his name again? Yerk? Old Russ. Yerk? Okay. Old, uh, or Russ. <laughs> Old um, Russ. That it will be a combination of the three people. Maybe that is why Dean Valentino, when he tweeted out, you know, congratulations to Mr. River Run, he wrote the complaint window is now closed. I mean, that guy was doing, oh, he was doing so much. And I always got the sense that Blandino, when this announcement happened, my thought was, my God, this guy has so much on his shoulders. All you're asking for is the entire world to come at you minute after minute every Sunday. Is that appealing? Mm. So well, You know well, what it also might be? They're trying to protect themselves a little from this job just being a, a launching pad where it's, it, people leave every three years. Right. For so TV. Although if Riveron is going to be the face and the voice on both social media and television, then if he's good at that, he yeah. still puts himself in a position to launch right on out. So Riveron's holding the Xbox controller. Yep. Okay. But he's playing against at least two other people, it but sounds like, in this equation. And he might not be the one making the call on the other end when the call goes to New I York. I mean, he's on not one of the accounts that well, Mark's watching late night on Twitch or anything like love that. Love Twitch. Connor and I will be on there soon. I'll tell you one thing. Like, this was a good move by the NFL. It's so confusing to figure out who's accountable <laughs> totally. that we have no idea who to blame. Really good really good move Smart. by the NFL. Good strategy. Uh, this is an interesting note. Uh, let's head back to the throne of Sleaze, uh, where the New England Patriots made what the Boston Herald termed, Herald termed a ruthless business decision uh, yesterday, extending a rarely used tender to running back LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt is in a tough spot now, potentially, because under the terms of this little-known tender that the, the Patriots exercised, he can now negotiate with any other team until July 22nd. Uh, if he signs with the team before that date, the Pats get into the uh, compen compensator compensatory. compensatory mix. If he does not sign by that date, he can only sign with the Patriots uh, at least until week 10. It's basically Patriots or busts. If he doesn't find a job in Lindsay, this guy scored 18 touchdowns for you. This guy won two rings for you. <laughs> this is how you do him to get like a fifth round pick. Come on. Well, I mean, they're the Patriots, right? Like, leave of all the teams in the league that are going to find that one little loophole in the rules that works in their favor, it's got to be them. He could sign. He's got plenty of time to sign with another team, but this does, I think, impact the amount of leverage that he has financially. I like uh, Roto World. Like their first, their first sentence when trying to describe this transaction was simply, "Huh." <laughs> like it's like well, so I, rarely. It's because we've never. I've never heard of this. I I feel like I follow. Um, Transactions and stuff, you know, fairly closely. I I have never heard of this uh, tender, and the whole, you know, oh, the, you know, even in our copy, we're calling it callous, and you're you're getting on in Boston Herald's calling it. To, I don't know. 
It's a rule in the NFL. You know what else he can do? He can sign the tender and have a job with the Patriots and get paid the same amount of money that he was getting paid last year when he was starting for the Super Bowl, and then he's on the Patriots. Like, I don't know. Right now he can do that? Absolutely. That's what that's what it is. They just offered him a contract. It's his option to sign. Yeah, it, yeah, he can sign it, and then he becomes their seventh string running back, enters the most crowded backfield in the NFL. It's not a good spot for him, and the Patriots have no designs on having Blunt on, on their I, team. This I year. see both sides, but if, if Blunt goes in there, and if he is the seventh guy they like, Ruthless. which I would think would be higher than that, and they cut him, then he's free again to go find a team. It's not – it's not. It's it's quite a bit of money. Here's the thing, though. You can't imagine he's the seventh guy. He's right. He would play. Guy. He would play. Absolutely. It is a little weird. I mean, just it does seem weird to imagine him on that team, and they have to be totally prepared I mean, loaded for that to happen uh, if he would sign the deal. Here's the thing. He was going to sign his contract before July 22nd. What were the odds that he wasn't? I mean, he's just going to sign he the probably same, will, same deal that he's But I'm just sign. saying as of now, as of May 10th, he is not. And uh, it now puts an extra layer of stress on the guy uh, to get something done or else. He has well, or else on him now. Can Let you me imagine at- if he went there and the Giants had what they have? It's like, so right. this, this is the other team that, yeah. you know, has been thrown out there as a possible landing spot. And he ends up back in New England. That would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. By then, he will find work, and it, it, it could be with New York or somewhere else. That would make a lot of sense. But let, let's flip this a little bit. Let's say he can't find work and no one wants him. In a way, you could say New England is saying, hey, you can't find work. No one values you. You signed this tender. You got some money. We love you. Yeah. We're saying thanks to you. I, I would not <laughs> be. <laughs> I'm just saying, like yes. it's it's Mark, that's what it is. For I sure. I'm just, I can see it both ways, better but in a way, it's a safety net for right. him if he can't I feel find like work. This is, it's a little bit of a May 10th story, but, but it's also just bizarre. I mean, Ian called it ruthless too. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the most money he's offered. You know, if just because Wes isn't here doesn't mean you have to carry the water. I'm not I love carrying it. the water. I listen. I don't think the Patriots to me. If anything, the, one of the reasons they year from year, they are never sentimental. They are always ruthless. So if this is ruthless, it's the same thing they do with all sorts of players that other teams would keep for an extra season, two or three. I, I didn't realize there was a number attached to it. I thought that he could only negotiate with the Patriots once training camp started and that that put him in a position where it was like, okay, here's how much we're going to pay you. Veteran minimum. Have fun. And he had to take it if he wanted to play at all. But I, if there is a number that's attached, that's what he was making last year. Then I would like to see. I would I like to hear what he thinks. I was is. just about to say that that would Seriously. settle a lot of this. Everyone else weighing in on whether it's positive or negative. Maybe he's fine with it, or maybe he's not. That would settle it. Um. Uh oh. They brought the, in Kristen Michael yesterday, which makes no sense. Right. To me. Yeah. What are they doing? I hear something in the distance. It could be what they call a trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Jack Prescott, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Mark, he wants to take a larger role in the team's locker room this year. Mm. With Tony Romo in broadcasting and guess what? Jason Witten, he's on board with it. He told the Dallas Morning News, Dak has earned that. He's the quarterback. That voice needs to be heard. It is absolutely a trope. It is another example of the kind of stories Lindsay will be completely avoiding. <laughs> and if I had the ability to have a baby, I would have had one too to get out of this kind of storytelling. 
but it's <laughs> it is what it is. And the only little thing that I think is important there is that if Tony Romo had a best friend and probably someone who sided with him all last season, it was Jason Witten, who is legit his best friend. And so you're winning over, it sounds like, elements of the Cowboys locker room that might have, if they were, been a little bit divided at points of last season. We got one more. Mm. One more. It's that time of year, folks. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Panthers defensive line coach Eric Washington told the team's official website that Julius Peppers, quote, looks like he did seven years ago when I had the first opportunity to coach him. Peppers is 37 years old. Veteran. This is trope article 14C. <laughs> coach says aging veteran better than ever. I, I hope he has a nice season, but doesn't that a little bit kind of like let's let Julius Peppers have his nice you know, going away season, we don't have to put undue expectations on the man. That's where I would. It's always, it's always, uh, he's seven years younger. It's no, always no, seven. no one's ever like, <laughs> it's never been eight. Like no one's ever like, yeah, we, you know, we just signed uh LeGarrette Blunt, you know, 30 years old. He's really kind of plays like a 33 year old. <laughs> he's three years older. I would say <laughs> that yeah. he, re- he really looks. And uh, finally in the news, Jeff Fisher, uh, of course, was uh, relieved of his duties at the end of uh, last season in Los Angeles. And All or Nothing, the Amazon NFL Films joint, released their first trailer of their new season, which is coming out June 30th. And in that uh, trailer tease, uh, we do hear, um, we do see the moment, at least briefly, where Fisher addresses his team uh, the day he was fired, which is a pretty outrageous thing. Here's here's a little soundbite from that. We've had some great team meetings. This is one that you're probably going to remember because I'm no longer your head coach. Ominous synthesizer. I mean, the music. So good. Ominous synthesizer. (laughs) That that trailer is so well done because I'm not going to lie, that's a tough. It's a tough it's sell. A tough season yes, it to is. Sell, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. In retrospect, it's like you go into the season thinking, hey, this is the team we're going to follow, and they're going to have a new coach and a new city, and it's going to be so exciting, and then it just kind of falls flat. And it, how do you sell that? And they did a great job. The trailer looks good. I wrote on End Around that I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the season, but the uh, whoever edited the trailer deserves a sports Emmy. Uh, just like the uh, first season with the Cardinals won a sports Emmy yesterday. So this is obviously a really good show. And then it did get me thinking that, yeah, first of all, Fisher, is it weird that Fisher almost is like kind of chewing the scenery there? It just, well, that is a very practice line, but and I, will, well, I will leave it. I think, it, yeah, it just, it just happened that way. But the way he paused, like like he was sort of revealing something, it was very much from like a a TV show yeah, or something, some I mean. sort of drama. <laughs> it was crazy. But there is NFL films like Mark. We love teams that suck. Um, you remember when you were a kid um, when they would have the end of season, like 30 minute recap oh, NFL film. Love them. And like, like 15 of them, yeah. Your team could go 3 and 13, and then they would go through it real quick. And then the last line would be like, Harry Callis would be like, Was it Harry Callis? No, it was, uh, who John, was the Philadelphia John legend. The it was off to Facenda. Uh, yeah, John, John Facenda. Anyway, who it was would go like, 
Yes, the Jets had their issues, but in 1994, they'll be ready to soar. And it was always spinning positive. Well, because they'd always come around out around May, late May or June. They obviously right. took a lot, lot longer to, to put together back then, and it was getting getting you galvanized for the next right. season. And the last year's three and thirteen disaster run suddenly looks poetic. Right. It looks fantastic. There's hope. There's young players that they're developing. So much to build on. Then it you was, go four and twelve the next year. It was a bad hard knocks episode, ep, uh, season with the Rams. One of the worst ones. And I love hard knocks. Basically, my favorite show on TV. Maybe the fact that they that things went so poorly with Jared Goff and Fisher and just moving around and London, like that actually might make for better TV. I'm not trying to sell it here. I'm saying that probably is going to be more interesting than if they had just rolled out another seven and nine Jeff Fisher. Well, it seemed, well, let yeah. me, let me, you know what I mean? But so here, here was part of my problem with the hard knocks is it felt like there were a couple of episodes where Jared Goff didn't necessarily look like he was developing at the rate that you would want if you're a Rams fan. And then it felt like there were a couple of episodes where they went way out of their way to make him look like he had mm. fixed all of those problems. And now <laughs> we, uh, we've we got a guy here who might be the guy. And it felt like there had been a message kind of that had gone out, like, stop making our guy look so bad. Right. You know, we're trying to develop him. And so I felt a little bit like I was being lied to. Like, I wanted to see where he really was. I right. think, I think we'll see and I wonder how that's going to play out in All or Nothing because – the same message is going to go to them. I, They're not going to be like, hey, go ahead and make him look as bad as as he might possibly look. That's not to say that he totally looked bad behind the scenes all the time, but I want to see what's really going on. If you're going to show me a reality show, I want it to be real. Yeah, I think like I the one thing in that in that preview when they showed Goff and all the training camp stuff, I was like, ugh, I don't want to I don't want to see <laughs> all that again. So, right. but it looks like they are going to if you if you're going to teach people something new, show a different part of it. It's a great show. It was well put together. I don't know why they ever came to the decision to use the same team for both of these vehicles. Well, it's the inherent danger slash flaw of All or Nothing is that you don't know what you got until you're already in too deep. Uh, but back to my point that I was making is what, what Greg said was we're going to be able to see something different that NFL Films hasn't typically covered, which is what happens when a season goes to hell, which is exactly what happened for the Speaking Rams. of trope alerts, by the way, you can expect you know, when, when you return from your – from your time away, your maternity leave. That's gonna. Jared Goff is gonna be the king of the trope alerts this year, the, in terms of like he's got. And we it. were calling Think, that. We were calling things that. Things have in gotten January. better. Yes. It's a new offense. I could see them actually kind of trying really hard in the preseason, and it going well in the preseason. They're actually being a little bit of buzz building about like, hey, it's not Jeff Fisher, it's McVay, it's Goff. Like you guys are sleeping on Blake Bortles. Well, he's but he's gotten that treatment before. Dan, we all have small kids. I will say this. That trope alert lady, I'm going to start piping that through my household because my two are on fire trope and they're alert. not listening these days. Trope I'm just going to start to blare this at <laughs> high levels. Trope this will straighten them trope out. Alert. In what sense? It will, it, will it, sounds, it sounds like there is a need for order. <laughs> it does. I thought you were going to go in another direction that you, you want to start making some babies with this trope alert lady. Whoa. Not what I'm saying, Greg. <laughs> Greg I, she, she means business and our household could use some of that discipline. How about that? That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> Elevate your underwear game to the next level. <laughs> That's a good segue. With MeUndies. What is MeUndies? <laughs> Just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced Micro Mandal, a fabric three times soft. Did I get it right? 
No, it was modal for the 88th time, Dan. Well, we're NFL's getting money for this ad to be read. So if you hear me mispronounce a word, help me out. I should have jumped in. Yeah. Okay. It's a fabric three times softer than cotton. Me undies softer than soft. Lugge undies come in an ever-changing selection of class, classic colors, bold shades. Lindsay, by the way, like does ads for Cadillac, and they, they're bumpers that come in uh, to her <laughs> fancy network show. We're talking about Lugge undies up in this piece. I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying the ad. Lugge. I'm wondering what Lugge is, but I've, I've yet to figure that, that out. Uh, in an ever-changing that selection short for of for luxurious. They're yeah. great. Lugge, lugge, luxury. Is that a thing? Okay. Why aren't they just luxury undies? I think it sounds nice to say Lugge undies. It's there's some yeah. catch there. Selection. If you were the kind of person that tweeted out fist bumps, <laughs> you would know. You would yeah, get it. Yeah, that's fair. Wasn't a fist bump though. <laughs> Bold shades and an adventurous pattern, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? What? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. <clears throat> and if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead. Revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. That was a long ad about undergarments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underpants. On the verge of subscribing. A lot of underpants talk. On the verge. I don't think you should admit that. I think you should already be on board. Well, that's that's they a, are a that's supporter fair. of your podcast. They sent us. They sent them to us. We've been over this. They are fantastic. How about you give us an individualized offer? Code, that's what I'm waiting for. And I'm in. Yeah. Let's let's start. So if it's free. Well, no, we're it, it's a long story, but we're at war with the executives in this building over oh. this topic. An individualized offer code. If some underpants fall off the back of a truck, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. Anyway, here we go. What will the NFL look like after Lindsay's maternity leave and she's checking back in uh, mentally and emotionally uh, for her job uh, right around September 1st? And uh, so we'll go around the room a couple times uh, making predictions on how the NFL landscape will be different on September 1st. Um, and, Mark, why don't we start with you, How? Uh, something that's going on now, and now you're going to read through the tea leaves and tell us what it's going to look like then. All right. By the 1st of September, Broncos headquarters will be abuzz with whispers of a shocking coup d'etat. Following an ugly preseason of Trevor Simeon operating as a ho-hum jabroni and Paxton Lynch looking gangly and wicked erratic, attention inside the building will shift to Mr. Irrelevant, Chad Kelly. Whoa. The rookie (laughs) hailing from the lineage of Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. In quotes, the kid has all the tools, one source will tell NFL Network's Mike Garofolo, while a second whisperer will tell Kay Adams of Good Morning Football through a message that arrives parcel pouched in a covert drop box in Manhattan. In quotes, I promise you, Chad Kelly will be Denver's week one starter. Remember Russell Wilson reducing Matt Flynn to a pile of salt in Seattle? This is that situation times six. John Elway has unearthed a generational gem. September 1st. Wow. Wait, so she checks this Dropbox regularly? I don't know how that all Speaking went down. Speaking of Kay Adams and how she found out. I don't know how that all went down. That's the, This I is the information. Manila envelope. Yeah, a manila envelope was dropped in a Dropbox. A parcel. And the, and the oh. source dropped the knowledge that Inside Kelly that. is going to dominate. Yeah, I don't know. That's the, how people communicate now. That's true. Think, no, that's she, modern. She's checked it every day since she's been hired, but this is the first time someone dropped it in. She's like, don't text me. 
send it. I think that's accurate. Wow. By the way, Chad, I'm just learning of this, <clears throat> and I, I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. You're looking into the crystal ball, Mark, and I respect you. Uh, that <laughs> apparently the fact that you added that makes me concerned that that might not be true. I don't even know if I want to talk about this actually. What? Oh no, he's been through some stuff. Well, he's apparently there's a, an adult film star that has Whoa. been uh, taunting him on Twitter because he had reached out to her multiple times. Oh. Uh, Didn't know about that. That's a little strange. Does that affect anything? Does that anything? change your yeah. uh, prognostication? Not one iota. I tell you what, that's not happening to Trevor Simeon. He's he's going around. <laughs> he's, you know, has ski, Skittles coming out of his coat. I'm trying <laughs> to think of, like, that little uh, thing he had at the Super Bowl. I mean, he's a, he's a wholesome, clean-cut guy who's focused on football. He's not losing to any uh, rookie. We'll see. He's got his mind on other matters. That's fair. We will uh, see. We're big Simeon fans in this room. Right? By the way, this is a, a just again, this is in celebration of. Don't Lindsay. like them as much as the Raiders, obviously. Oh, the Raiders! God, the they're Raiders. beyond and above all. They're so good. They're pretty good. I feel like there should be a ding. All right, the, let's get a ding in there. Said <laughs> that covers us. Okay. We're covered for the week now. Um, all right, I'll go next. Listen, I'm. That was a great little fantasy there, but I'm just going to keep wow. it real. September first. Deshaun Watson is going to be locked and loaded as the Texans' starting quarterback. Locked and loaded. And I'll just just so everybody knows the scheduling here, August 31st is the final preseason game. It's a Thursday for all uh, the NFL teams. And I believe by then, not only will Deshaun Watson uh, be playing well through the summer, because i got a good feeling about this guy, he'll have that job in his back pocket week one starter. I feel it, Linz. Okay, I can see that. I, I think that's more likely than Chad Kelly taking over. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't write a football life about this one as much as quickly as you would Chad Kelly, but I can also promise you that uh, there will be a lot of hemming and hawing and pretending like this isn't going to happen in Houston up until the day that it does. Oh, we are. Oh, we are knee deep in that, right? We are yeah. knee deep. I it's mean, it's unbelievable. Tom Savage is. Uh, I'm sure if he's a real person, is a very nice guy, <laughs> but. This idea, this idea that we're being like told like how excited he is and this is his job to lose. It's like that's Tom Savage. What are we talking about? They just drafted a quarterback in the first round with ownership that is totally impatient to have a quarterback. Many picks that can do things. I I would be surprised if uh, this is what Lindsay's talking about when she returns from her maternity leave because Tom Savage has been in the system for three years. He, if assuming he is, you know, not a figment of the draft industrial complex and he's a real person, he, Bill O'Brien chose Tom him. Savage is real. Bill O'Brien chose him, and I think he's going to feel like he sort of owes it to him. And I think after three years in the system and being in the NFL, he should be ahead of Deshaun Watson. Owes it to him to give him a few starts at the beginning of the season. And we've seen with O'Brien, he has a quick hook. Maybe it's as early as week three or four or five or that one. he takes him out. I- Right. They, remember he, that. This is where Wes would be going nuts because what happened in week one? Was it last year or was it the year Two before? Two years ago with Brian Hoyer, yeah. Guy couldn't even get through a, a game. Anyway. Well, I'd say this. They, Despite all this ridiculous protesting, the Tom Savage they believe in, blah, 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 you got to do it with your actions. They went out and did everything they could to get a quarterback in the first round. They've seen Tom Savage. That tells me we know what we have in him. He's serviceable. You don't go get a quarterback in the first round if you're if the well, guy you have is the, is uh, there. Chiefs. 
I, the Chiefs, to me, are telling, they're saying the same thing in a little bit of a different way. Alex Smith has a definitive bookend on his career. He, he, I don't think he's going to get bumped right away. But with Tom Savage, he's a much lower, in my opinion, blockade than Alex Smith. Who We talk about knowing the system. Alex Smith yeah. has shown he can do We're it. Tom Savage, Savage has not I would like it. to see Savage play. We, kinda, we use him as a pun, you know, punchline. How much? He, he, I just want to see. He played six, seven quarters last year. He looked pretty good. I, I, Wes disagrees somewhat on how that, that game against the Bengals went, for instance. But he played really well the week before. He, he didn't make any big mistakes. He played two games, and he looked okay. Yeah, I'd like to see a little more before just deciding this guy's a bum. Hey, Lindsay, how's your baby shower going so far? Are you enjoying this? <laughs> it's so good, you guys. <laughs> the games are fun. Okay, great. You're up. <laughs> All right. Maybe what you would like for a baby shower is a big-time defensive lineman trade happening before you oh. come back. I know that'll get you excited. <laughs> well, who's the defensive lineman? Yeah, this is, Lindsay be like, I'm cutting short my maternity leave. <laughs> Got to get back. Got to get back in because yeah. I want to talk about the fact that Sheldon Richardson is no longer a member of the Jets because after a couple of ugly preseason games, after a couple ugly seasons – the Saints getting desperate, feeling like they got to win now, feel like they're the team, I think, that just decides, hey, let's take a chance. Let's actually give up another one of our draft picks. We've already traded away one for next year uh, to move up for Alvin Kamara. Let's trade another one away. Let's say a third-round pick. Take Sheldon Richardson. Richardson knows that this is kind of a contract year for him. He, you know, He's kept his nose clean. He's played pretty well in the preseason, raised his value, and the Jets are happy to get rid of him. He's a member of the Saints. There's logic to it. Here's all right. Here's the thing. They every issue they had in the locker room last year was connected directly to Sheldon Richardson, and they're making a real concerted effort to clean up the locker room. Whether it was his beefing with Brandon Marshall, uh, him showing late, up late to practices with Mo Wilkerson, whether it was the the Snapchat on the Saturday night game where he said he didn't want to be there or something, uh, all of it was Sheldon Richardson. I think they definitely want to get rid of him, but. They've been trying. I mean, they're putting it out there. But even the New York Daily News is saying they've been trying after the draft. Like, no one wanted for the draft. Okay, we're still trying. But here's the flip side. If you if they get a third-round pick from the Saints for him, uh, wouldn't they get a third-round pick uh, in compensation if he left after the season in free agency? It really comes down to how desperate they are to unload him because he is a, a good player who is better yeah. than people realized last year despite his issues. Well, you have to wait an extra year to get that pick. You don't necessarily get a compensatory pick because it's all a formula in terms of whether you signed more free agents than you lost. So if they sign a ton of free agents, it would cancel it out. You don't necessarily get any pick. And it's, it's money in hand because I don't think there's any chance he's on the team in 2018. I agree so they feel that. like they got a guy, you know, you get a pick. For you, if I get a third round, and pick, the Saints are the Saints are the team that is going to make a crazy move. I was going to say that the tea leaves are there because the Saints have been talking about moving picks for players in multiple ways all offseason. It's a great landing spot by Greg on that one. And if you're the Jets, if you really are going to try to get this quarterback, if that's what this whole season is about, at least from the fan angle, then you need to add picks because you're going to have to compete against potentially a team like the Browns that has stockpiled picks. So you don't wait another year to get a valuable third rounder. Third rounders don't mean much during the season, but then come draft time, right. they're incredibly valuable. So if you really want to make a, a move for this, you can't mess this up, Jets. If you can't go 6-10 and 10 and be one of the teams that doesn't get one of these quarterbacks. By the way, the only way the Jets get the number one pick is if they crater because teams like 
the 49ers and your Browns have so much. You no know, matter what the Jets do, the Browns and Niners have more stock, I think, to well, make this a was, trade to the top of the This was a sheer board. lock coming from you a few uh, about a month ago, so you're what, a little nervous. Gonna, no, the, I mean, I think the Jets will drop a nice 4-12 and 12 hammer. I don't know if that'll be enough, but it could it could go. There's a the bunch break. of quarterbacks. You don't need to get the number one pick. What By the way, I don't want to hear from Saints fans that are like, oh, salary cap space. It's like they can figure it out. Of they course, can, they always. Can make some moves around. What, what do you think play. their depth chart at running back looks like September 1st? The, the Jets? Jets? The Saints. The Saints. Hmm. Well, we've – Ingram or Peterson at number one? <laughs> well, Wes would tell you Peterson because the amount of guaranteed money he got tells you there's no way Peterson takes that deal – unless he knows he's the number one guy. Peterson doesn't typically ever play in the preseason, though, so are we going to get to see him? I think, we'll, I think we'll see him this year. It's almost a trick yeah, question. Because of that game is in Minnesota, I think they're gonna, they would start Adrian Peterson. I think in reality it, it almost doesn't matter because I think they're going to play about equally. Ingram, I would think, would play even more snaps than you Peterson because he's better on passing downs. But they'll both play a lot. But now I'm thinking Monday night in Minnesota – like they're just gonna start Adrian Peterson because that's just kind of a thing you do. That's the type of thing that Sean Payton like yeah. do. Like send a message. We just deviate. I guess I meant more like is he in back general. and does he yeah. surpass Mark Ingram on the depth chart? I think I, he's split. I think he's gonna get every chance to be the starter because of who he is. And but but it's not a one backfield. Ingram's good. I think I think they'll split it very evenly. We've de- we've just deviated from the structure of the segment Sorry. a little bit, but <laughs> it is your baby shower. So. I didn't I didn't come with like a. A short story like Sessler did. So I've well, like I've I, been I've had time to, to work on this. So yeah. All right, one more time around the horn, Mark Sessler. All right, this is a little bit of a longer story, but it is going to be we a do have longer. To, we yeah. do have to get Lindsay to her not live program in less than an hour. It starts it's very an, it, soon. Not a lot longer. Here we go. On the is first that a highlighter se- on several parts of it. Yeah. All right. On the first of September, <laughs> Lindsay, while driving home to see. The new addition to her family will receive the following email on her phone from NFL Security. Will there be a a, a um, audible alert though, like on Dan Hansen? <laughs> You're not smarter be. than not that. Before seven a.m. <laughs> not before that. In quotes, a crime was committed today on the Culver City campus. NFL security officers were alerted to a case of vandalism. As you may know, the league current recently installed a new mural outside the second-floor bathroom, ah. a large-scale image featuring four members of the Around the NFL podcast. Hey. That's nice. Finally. Well, we understand that, that company reaction outside to this foursome and their show is mixed at best within the building. It is a crime for someone to spray paint the words podcast bozos <laughs> over their faces and low-level wardrobes. NFL security is on the case and has already wrangled two suspicious parties. Now, here's a statement from someone else. I've never heard of this podcast or the people who stage it, said one high-ranking executive from a third-floor office, but it seems wrong to paint over their pale faces and unimpressive bodies. As a (laughs) counter-argument, I'm not sure why we need podcasts and NFL media to begin with, said the executive. I certainly don't value that medium, so maybe it's for the best. Is this a good time to check the sink on these podcast bozos? The two people taken into custody, or are they Dave Damashek and uh, Daniel Jeremiah? Whoa! <laughs> Goes I'm much not going to be ignored, Dan. <laughs> Goes much higher. Wow. Interesting. Well, I would take that as a net win if if we were on the wall. I'll take the I'll take right? the I'll take the event. Well, there have been whispers of that. I believe that was a little like you know chase the carrot, boy. 
I like that oh. you placed it above the bathroom, though. Just outside I, the guy's bathroom. I like how this executive not only questions the legitimacy of podcasts, but que- you know makes fun of our bodies and our well, skin tone. It's not a. T- there's not like. Watch a- out when you get H- that anonymous H- quota, they start to unleash. Uh, all right, last one for me. Let me find it again. Got a whole system here. Oh. The Jaguars will quietly phone Jay Cutler's agent after Blake Bortles badly underwhelms in the final week four preseason tune-up in Atlanta, a game in which they let him play several more series than they had originally intended because they just wanted him to go out on a good note. And instead, Blake Bortles throws three picks in that last game against a bunch of like UPS drivers and uh, bar bouncers, uh, guys that aren't going to make the team, in other words. Uh, and Jay Cutler's agent gets a call. Mm. And what does he say? Eh, whatever. <laughs> Lights up a cigarette. I don't know what he says, but I'm just saying it's that. An open-ended story. Because I don't know, Lindsay, if like you. Like a choose-your-own-adventure? Kind of. This is what happens on September 1st. You're going to have to wait until oh, September okay. 2nd yeah. to find out Sorry. what yeah. happens. But I think, uh, and I don't know, I believe we talked. you guys talked about it on TA, is that um, – that when they asked Cutler in an interview recently, uh, are you definitely um, a- are you done with football? And he had a long hesitation, a-, a pregnant pause. Oh, that was a good way to work that in. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and it, to me, it was the it was the sirens, a different type of siren than the trope alert that this guy is still open for business if mm. you want to come get him. Mm. But he's but but ultimately he answered the question and said, like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but Romo wouldn't even say that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, Romo has never uttered the words retirement. Jay Cutler's like, sure, let's go down that road. Is there paperwork I need to fill out? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad none of us, you know, Mark resisted having any quarterback get injured in, in this uh, upset. Or I, I thought about doing that, too. Like, because, you know, that is a very possible August story. Like, we don't want to predict that happening, but it, it's a very possible August story that a starting quarterback gets hurt. And then the immediate... The moment a starting quarterback gets hurt this August, Cutler and Romo, people are at least going to be asking the question. Yeah, but I think like with Romo, he is locked and loaded as the number one color guy for one of the major networks. I can't remember this ever happening. That's a real. That is a one hundred percent hardcore real second career that he's launching. I find it hard to believe that. CBS would allow that to happen. I would love to know what was in that contract. Whereas Cutler, he's like, I'm the third guy in the booth for the number two team for Fox. Like they could survive if Jay Cutler disappears. CBS would probably be furious if the same thing happened. It's not like you can go get Phil again and say, hey, Phil, uh, Tony changed his mind. Can you come back with Jimmy? It's a whole different situation. I'm with you. I cannot help but wonder if behind the scenes, if the Cowboys and through Romo and Romo through CBS, if there's something going on, if they ever lost Dak Prescott, that that would be the one team he could potentially go save at some point in the season. Unlikely, but it's it seems like, A, it would be the most impressive story, incredible thing to ever happen either. But Cutler, and Greg, you pointed it's out very Jerry too. Jonesy, too. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could just see that maybe that's happening. But yeah, the three-man booth makes Cutler's you know cut-and-run scenario, if that's what he ends up doing, Totally different. Yeah. Should have went with Cutler and Run. I just don't Cutler think like he wants it as much, though. Like, there's a part what if of it was Romo a good that I like, think what if is Dak Prescott longing got for that call. 
You've never maybe to turn it down. I, I'm with you, and I don't. But it's like he's, I don't feel like Cutler wants that. I right. think I think to a degree he's kind of at a point mentally where he's like, I'm going to move to Nashville with Kristen and just do this TV thing and f all y'all. What if the Cowboys you know? called though? And he's going to say first y'all because he's going to live in Nashville. Or the Falcons or some great great looking team. I don't know. It depends where if you're Jay Cutler, where your body is at that point. If he stops working out right now and then it's late October. I mean, I guess if you're quarterback. It's well, we know what his body looks like right now. Don't, don't set fine. yourself up to fail. Yeah. Right. Come no. in and take over like some great team, and then they go 0-4 over the next month, and then you have no stock, and you're not getting brought back in the broadcast booth. All right. Wrap us up, Greg. Yeah. I know uh, Lindsay's got to go, so Do it. I will keep this quick as I try to remember it. You just <laughs> said gonna that so they're gonna call. They're going to call Lindsay up and say, I know you weren't scheduled to be on for your first show back until the total access tonight, but we need you in here now. Siciliano is on hour three of Marshawn Lynch re-retirement news. We no. need someone to come in <laughs> after a pretty rough-looking preseason where he wasn't the worst player ever, but he just didn't kind of have it. He realized, I just don't love the game anymore. Also, him oh and gosh. Jack Del Rio aren't seeing eye to eye. I don't love the game anymore. Uh, we as racked much up as all thought, of these positive credits for the Raiders at the beginning of the show, and now you're like just <laughs> oh, no. racing them. I hope this doesn't Derek happen. Derek Carr is going to block you again, you and I will not step in. Lindsey Sherman. Well, Sorry. one thing. We can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can be sure he's not listening to the program. That we know. I hope it doesn't happen, but that that's what's going to happen. That is so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong. That is like the one storyline that I absolutely do uh, not want to play out. Just because football would be as fun if he, re- if he did that. I love the idea of Marshawn Lynch in an Oakland Raider uniform. Like, I'm with you. The visuals of him out there at their phase two workouts on the field with a smile on his face, taking a handoff from Derek Carr. Like, the fact that he's even I, there. Right. I love Like, I love this Raiders offense. I love that they're in prime. <laughs> I love Ding. that they're in prime time all the time. Ding. I think he, he would be, you know, a lot of fun. But this is a story, and I knew Mark was going to come with some heaters. This is a, a big time story that I think you can totally imagine happening. We've uh, it, seen it, it happen. It feels with, entirely possible to me. We've seen it happen with with players before. I honestly, and I've believed this since the second I heard this storyline coming that he was interested in playing again, and the Raiders surfaced as the team. This feels 55-45 that it's going to work out. 55-45, and that might be a little bit kind. In my, I, listen, Lindsay, I like it. Yeah, I know you're getting upset, but it's not about I like am. whether we want it or not. Let's just like take a step back. Will it actually work? Will this guy that was gone for a couple of years? But even if it doesn't issues, work, he's not like retiring in September for crying out loud. He's an unpredictable guy. How does it go guy. that poorly? He's an There's no way. Guy. Not for Oakland. That's his team. That's his city. The town. There's business to do. <laughs> we'll have to cut that, please. <laughs> Let's isolate that, please. That can City. replace. On uh, that note. That's how, that is how Lindsay goes into maternity leave with an epic Marshawn Lynch quote utterance. Uh, that can that replace, could not have been whiter. <laughs> that can replace the, the dorks uh, sound draft. Um, Lindsay, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed your baby shower here at the Around the NFL podcast studios. We look forward to uh, – uh, the uh, live Skype from the delivery room when you'll be on a ton of drugs. That's when we get the real the real stuff from Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, Feel Mark, free to ask me anything. Mark, prepare yes. like a dossier, like a whole list of <laughs> questions. What do what we do always you really know? want to know? Yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> Lindsay could not be more excited about having, if she had a lot, you know, a power rankings of people she wanted in that room. 
No question the three of us are on that list. No I, question. Top I five. We, I actually think we would be. Like, I know you can't say really. But wink if we would be top ten like people to be in the room if you had to have people in the office in the room. I won't say what you did. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. We will be back um, on Thursday tomorrow with another show. Lindsay will be back at some point in the summer. <laughs> Later. Mentally, uh, September 1st. Uh, so thank you, Lindsay, and best of luck with everything. We're very excited for you. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next portion of our day. And Lindsay, total access, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Stan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm. Lynn's the boss. A new money behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.